Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Darren, Pastor Robert and other panel guests. What do you say to the white Christian who says that at this point they're afraid to say anything because no matter what they say, even their attempts to be supportive of black Christian friends has been ridiculed, rejected, slapped down? I would say Christ was ridiculed, rejected, slapped down, and he went to the cross for us. Amen. So keep trying. Step into the pain. In the current racial climate, for non-people of color, it can be somewhat nerve-wracking to attempt to add to the conversation. You want to add your support, but you also don't want to say anything wrong or offensive. But today, our panel will encourage you to always try your best and be willing to accept correction. Now, let's join Pastor Darren and Pastor Robert for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they continue their message, Building Bridges. I was able to be able to respect other people, but one of the things that I always remember with my parents, okay? Like, you know, my father, curly hair, a lot of people thought he was Jewish, some people thought he was white, some people, my father was a mutt, okay? That, that's all there is to it. You know, he was mixed. <laughs> like most of us, but he never made that his identity. You know, that wasn't just like, it was part of his identity, but it wasn't the thing that defined him. And so my father pushed outside of all kinds of boxes and glass ceilings. My mother, the same thing. She came down, she's from Connecticut, went to Georgia. She wanted to be a part of the whole civil rights movement, all that stuff. And so, but my mother also, she spoke a lot of life to me, but she also said, do not let people limit you. You know, these are the limits you're going to face. And she spoke a lot of hard reality to me, let me know what I was going to face, but at the same time, also encouraged me to excel. So education was really big for my parents, traveling me, making me aware of like other culture. My mother couldn't afford to travel me. She was very, very poor. My father, it was a different story, but still, at the same time, both of them wanted me to learn a lot about a lot of different experiences and whatnot. And so my mother, like I told you, she, she fought for me. Like when my father and her split, originally we were living in like the projects of Atlanta, right? Because she didn't have any other choice. But she saw all the things going on. She's like, I am not gonna have my daughter just stop here, you know? And I was her only child. So she moved all the way across town to Marietta, Georgia, which back then, it was hardly anything but white, you know? 
And so the first school that I went, got put in. Yeah, white upper middle class. Yeah. yeah. And the first school that I got put in because of her, her uh, financial bracket was a very poor area in Marietta. And so it was very prejudiced, the school that I went to. I mean, it was all white and the kids were just mean and hateful. And, and I was just like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> and my mother... She had to literally go to the school board and every single year she had to go before the school board and plead her case of why she wanted me to go to a different school. And she had to be responsible for transporting me and all this. But a lot of people don't have that choice, you know? And so I was blessed because the school that I ended up going to, even though it was still pre predominantly white, it was different because the kids that I encountered, they had a higher education. They had broader horizons because of their parents, so on and so forth. So we all just were like, we're just friends, you know? And there wasn't this whole, but it definitely is a thing of, I think, education, social bracket, all these little things. And, and you get pit, you know, uh, pit, pigeonholed, yeah. pigeonholed yeah. into these little things. And so if you don't have someone who's speaking that encouragement or that life into you, to know that like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna not accept this, you know? And you're gonna get knocked back down over and over again and probably more times than others. But I don't know. I, I think that it's, it's really, really important that we speak Jesus in our homes first off and really point, you know, point, you know, our children, our youth towards Jesus and those respect and those morals and all these things, because it's like, if you have the morals, if you have, you know, the, the basic like love and respect, even if you don't understand where someone else comes from, you can at least be in the same space and have a conversation. But if you can't even get there, you don't hear each other. You're not listening. Amen. No, but this is something, you know, Elizabeth and I talked about years ago with, with family stuff and um, because we were asked a question on a couple of different occasions, you know, about our kids and both, you know, both our kids, you know, following the Lord, love the Lord and, and um, you know, the uh, Elizabeth's response, you know, not wanting to take any glory from God, you know, she's like, well, it, just, it was just grace. And I said, yes, it was grace. It was absolutely grace. But the grace that God gave us, in, in part of it was that we did some things right. I mean, that the, the grace allowed us. There were things that we, that we did that, that we have a duty to, to try to pass along. And, and I began to really pray about that and take it seriously. You know, Lord, show me, you know, some of the things that, that we got right you know, because we understand we, the only reason we got it right was you were you were at work, and and one of those things was that our kids saw us reading the Bible. You know, our kids saw us praying. Our kids saw us relying on God. And you know, I Christianity is it's not a merely a, a philosophy of life. We've talked about it's not a belief system. It's not. It's not a, a moral code. That, that's why I, you know, I believe God keeps bringing us back to the, the, the you know, the, res, the issue of the resurrection. 
the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the central message. It's because what we're talking about is the, the grace of God, meaning the enabling power of God, which nobody deserves, but which he's eager to give out, you know? And the, when, when we are living that at home, our, our children will learn it. If we're not living it at home, they're not gonna get it from Sunday school. If we're not living it at home, it, it, it's not going to be taught to them in an academic sense. It's not going to happen that, that way because it, it's, it, has, it has to be, you know, caught, if you will, and it's trained into children. And in the, the um, yeah, one final thing, because we, we really don't have time for it, but, and I'm just going to kind of throw this one out there. What do you say to the white Christian who says that at this point they're afraid to say anything because no matter what they say, even their attempts to be supportive of black Christian friends has been ridiculed, rejected, slapped down? I would say Christ was ridiculed, rejected, slapped down, and he went to the cross for us. Amen. So keep trying. Step into the pain, try to learn from them. But I'd also say on the other side, us as urban ethnic brown, black individuals that have been oppressed and experienced racism, that aroma comes up and we feel the trauma and it triggers us, it brings about anger. Um, we don't want to be categorized as the angry black person. That's not, that's not a good look either. Yes, be angry, but don't sin. And so if someone from the other side of the spectrum wants to sit with you, like Job 2.13, they just sat. All right, don't say anything yet. Don't, I, I don't need you to give me solutions. I just need you to sit with me and endure with me in this pain. But, but Job also didn't kick them out either, even when they were saying stupid I stuff. Would, I would have, man. It, All right. I mean, it's like after a minute, when I, they opened up their mouth, they did start saying woo. things that were a little theologically off, you know, but Job still, you know, they, they still engaged. Uh, and so, again, I, I would say yeah. it goes back to, to what Christ did. He's the example. And so continue to pursue, yeah. uh, because that's what love does. Love pursues even in spite of rejection. Amen. Yeah, I was just reading Isaiah 53 today, just kind of meditating on that, and it's so true. Um, and one of the ones that always pops up to me is, um, I'm like, Lord, how many times do you want me to turn the other cheek? Like, you know, she's, she knows I say that all the time. tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, Visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. 
you can connect through the contact form at mainthingradio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305-531-2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. We want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio.